what's up, you guys? I'm Angel the Stranger, and welcome to my podcast, The Stranger Sessions. Just before we start, I want you guys to know that you have the freedoms to have your own opinions and convictions. They might be different from mine. That's totally okay. Um, I'm just here to share what I believe, what I've learned, and what I've found in the Bible and on my walk so far in Christ. Um, It would be cool if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like to, or if you want to check out some of my posts, go ahead and head to my website at thestrangersessions.com. You can also contact me from my contact page on the same website. Um, I post here on this podcast every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Yeah, and otherwise live differently and enjoy another session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, The Stranger Sessions. I'm your host, and today I'm going to be doing my podcast outside. So, in the midst of a heat wave, I don't know if it's across the whole United States or just where I live, I don't know. We're having a heat wave, and even though that is happening, I'm outside for some reason. And this is actually my first podcast episode that I've done outside. And the only reason I'm doing it outside is because all the other rooms in my house are pretty much taken up. uh, Because I have to do this in the morning. Because I started working. So I have a lot less time to record my podcast. Usually I do it on Tuesdays so I'd be ready for Wednesday. But I don't know. I I didn't get it done yesterday so I'm doing it Wednesday morning. Um... I actually go to work at 12 o'clock, so I don't know. I feel like I'm cutting it close a bit, but I know I'll get it done. So, yeah, so this is interesting. You'll probably hear some construction in the background, maybe a train at one point. Um, I'm going to shuffle just a little bit to the side because I sat in the shade, but apparently the sun already moved enough to be hitting me, and I do not want to sunburn because... Let me tell you, this heat wave was crazy. It was like, well, for you guys in the south or wherever you are, or maybe not even in the United States, maybe like 107 or 108 is not that big of a deal for you. But like for us, it's been like the main topic, especially in the grocery store I work in. Like everybody's like, you staying cool, and the AC in my grocery store, it's not the best. And we have these little fans next to our cash registers that, like, just blow at us. Um, that works all right. As long as I have water, it's pretty good. Anyway. So, yeah. That's what's been going on in my life. By the way, this job that I'm talking about was an answered prayer, so if you'd like to read about that, that's on my website, thestrangersessions.com. I talk about it in my post, Answered Prayers. And at this point, there's been a lot of prayers going on about this job. It's not what I really expected it to be. Um, I'm a little surprised. Um, And there's been a lot of prayers about it as well because I I'm on my own in the store and just a lot of prayers for protection and wisdom on what to say to customers who are not happy you know and then there's all that whole entire mindset that I'm just a kind of just a kid who just wants everybody to like 
be happy with my service and not everybody is going to be able to be pleased and that just stresses me out and so I just got to like take it to God and be like you know what this was this is not something that I have to do this is just a summer job for me to keep me busy to earn some money that I could use um it's like a blessing that I don't deserve and so I'm just praying that God would help me enjoy myself and and maybe that I'd make an impact on somebody at work so that's what's been going on um yeah so there's been some answered prayer this morning that I'll be talking about later in the episode but today I just decided to do something that I've been sometimes when I do my daily Bible study I'll just write down verses that kind of uh, correlate to each other that um, they just kind of build up and I just write them down and I'm like sure I'll do a podcast episode on this because it just seems like something God has been talking about lately um, so I'm just going to be doing some on advice and where to get it from basically because a lot of times I know because I've done this before I'm I was really afraid to like ask for advice from the people that I really needed to ask advice from and instead I would go to my um my friends and people that are not the wisest in the world, you know, uh, to ask for advice and that was a bad idea cuz they don't know what they're doing either and so advice from them did not work out. So, I just know that a lot of us just go for advice from our friends, and that's fine. It's totally fine to go ask what your friends think, and like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. Just remember that we really need to have at least one person in our life that has, has like, been through things and is a lot older than us, and that could be your parents. Um, that could be a guardian of some sort, that could be your grandparents, that could be your, any kind of, like, aunt or uncle, maybe, that could be just an older friend that you've had at church, that could be a pastor, a youth pastor, that could be, um, just somebody you met, maybe at work or at church, I already said that, but it just could be anybody, as long as they're really founded in the word of God and have wisdom regarding life choices and are really seeking the Lord every day and when you meet somebody like that you really know you can tell that they are um so we're going to be talking about that so the first verses I have on this subject is second chronicles 10, 6 through 14, and I don't know if you guys have ever read Chronicles, but Chronicles is kind of at first, especially First Chronicles, really not something that somebody's like, oh, that's my favorite book in the Bible, or like, oh yeah, I read that all the time. Honestly, I feel like a Christian probably only reads that once, and then they're done, but unless you go through the Bible several times on purpose, like... You're probably not going to go through Second Chronicles or First Chronicles that many times as you would Psalms or Proverbs or all the other stuff. So um, 
the funny thing is I was reading this and it was just kind of uh, a second time over of David's reign, Sol King Solomon's reign, oh, King Saul's reign, King Rehoboam's reign, and King Rejo... I don't know his name, let me see. You know, basically... Saul's reign, then David's reign, then his son's reign, then his son's reign, then his son's reign, and then his son's reign, and then someone else's reign. So basically, it's just a second time over, which is really interesting, because I know that we have four different, at least four different perspectives of Jesus' life in the Bible, but I didn't realize that God goes over that part of history, David's reign, and those reigns around him twice as well like I thought that was just once in like first and second Samuel but then you go over it again in first and second chronicles which is right after first and second Sa oh no first and second kings yeah no anyway they're in the bible let me just say that but basically while I was reading this I just caught on to a kind of interesting thing that uh king Rehoboam did so um Obviously, you guys know that King Saul was the first king of Israel, and um, I think I just talked about this last week, about how King Saul kind of played the fool, and God chose him to be king, but then he didn't obey, and thus he turned his life into uh, a mess that he never repented from, and he will pay the consequences for in heaven even though he tried to get out of that by committing suicide. So, after King Saul, obviously David became king, and David was a man after God's own heart. And everyone kind of knows that if they know who King David is, then they kind of know that God is very pleased with David. Even though King David did many things that were terrible, he repented of that, he confessed his sin, and he put it away from himself and prayed that he would never do it again because he hated that sin and thus God had mercy on him and saw that his heart was truly humbled and repentant and God accepted him for that and said he was righteous because of that and then King Solomon came along and he was the wisest king in history and I don't think there will ever be anyone wiser than him because the Bible says there is no one like him so King Solomon served the Lord. He, his counsel was of God and he did the things that he believed was righteous in God's eyes, not in his own. And thus he was very blessed. He had great wealth and he had great riches and everything that basically he could dream of. And he had many kids and he had, um, a lot of wisdom and a lot of fame around and so yeah and he did his share of sin as well he was not perfect but he served the Lord with his life so that's what really counts then King Solomon's son comes along and begins to reign and he made a mistake in how he began to reign and this is kind of how it went so, basically, when King Solomon's reign was going, 
the workload on the people of Israel was a lot heavier because of the building of the temple. And so the workload was a lot heavier, and I believe the taxes were, were more because of the building of the temple. But when King Rehoboam, if I'm saying that wrong, I'm so sorry, but that's just how it's going to be. Um, when he came along, the temple was completed. It was done. And so I'm going to read this to you, chapter 10. And Rehoboam went to a city. I don't know what. No, no, that's a person. I don't know. Shisham, for all Israel had gone to Shisham to make him king. Yeah, it's a city. So it happened when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard it. He was in Egypt, where he had fled from the presence of King Solomon, that Jeroboam returned from Egypt. Then they sent for him and called him. And Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke, which he put on us, and we will serve you. So basically, they go to this new king, which is the son of Solomon, and they say, your dad basically made our, our workload, our yoke, heavy. Now please lighten it, because the temple is done, basically. We're done with our work. Will you please lighten our load so we can, you know, rest a while. Just take it easy, you know. Probably not completely just stop working, just that he would lighten it, basically. Make it less. Um, and they say, we will serve you. And so he said to them, Come back to me after three days. And the people departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father Solomon while he still lived, saying, How do you advise me to answer these people? So the king is like, Okay, come back in three days and I'll have an answer for you. And so he goes to the people that his dad counseled with, which were the elders, which means that they're basically, to put it bluntly, they're old. And... That makes them wiser because with time, people use, usually just become more wise. They understand that, oh, if you touch the stove, you get burned and that hurts. So we're not going to touch the stove or we'll do our best not to. Basically, people just learn over time with more experiences. They understand things better because they've been through more things and had to make more choices. So even if somebody is not a Christian, usually they will have more wisdom even if they aren't a Christian. Now, being a Christian comes with different kinds of wisdoms than it would come with a secular life. Um, so it will be different. So you would want your um, counsel to be a Christian, your counsel to be wise in the Word of God and wise in what is right in God's eyes and not their own eyes. Because if they don't agree with you, the counsel you're going to get from those people are not going to be, it's not going to be right for you because you want to do what's right in the Lord's eyes, not in what secular lives, like in the world's eyes, basically. The world has its wisdom, but its wisdom is not the Lord's wisdom. Their logic is different. It's like if somebody hits you, hit them back. But Jesus says in the Bible, he says, if somebody hits you on the right cheek, turn your left cheek and let them hit you again because we're just humble that way. And that's how we show love to people to show them really who Jesus Christ is. But anyway, so the king stood before these guys and he asked, so how do you advise me to answer the people? 
And they spoke to him, saying, If you are kind to these people and please them and speak good words to them, they'll be your servants forever. So basically, if they, they're they saying that if you will lighten their load and, and obey their request and be kind to them and good to them, um, treat them basically like friends and family rather than subjects and people to rule over, then they will be your servants all forever. And not servants like they're going to come and wash his feet or something I don't think just that basically means they will um be reverent to him they'll respect him as their leader and basically the country will go more smoothly because of that as you guys probably already understand countries and and organizations of any sort will go much smoother if like um a line of authority is you know, set. If people obey their boss and their boss obeys their boss, you know, like if people humble themselves and put them in their own place, such as I'm an associate at Walmart, yay. <laughs> and I'm just a cashier. That's probably the lowest job in the entire store, just a cashier. And I'm totally okay with it. I have a supervisor and a lead and a manager. And I pretty much just do whatever they ask me, and I think that's that goes a lot smoother. And whenever I have a question, I don't really try to like mess it up all by myself. I usually call them and ask them what I'm supposed to do because I have no idea. So just like because of that, I think it goes smoother than if I was like, you know what, I I'm like equal to you. Like you can't tell me what you, to what to do, even if I don't know how to do it, I'll figure it out. Like that wouldn't go smoother. So I. It's like an authority thing. So if you're kind to the people that you are leading or over, they will most likely respect you and obey you in, um, you know, an easier manner and things will be more peaceful. But if you rule over them like a tyrant and like somebody who has a lot of power and make them do things that are really rude and unnecessary, they will most likely not love you or respect you in any way and it'll be rough to do that and so that's what they're trying to tell him and so he's like okay um and he rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men who he had grown up with who stood before him so basically he's like no i don't like that and so he goes to his like friends or those who he had grown up with him which means they're like the the same age you know um, they haven't, I don't think Rehoboam was very young at this point, I believe he was 41, so he wasn't that young in our generation's kind of eyes, but back then I believe that was pretty young, uh, for a king to start reigning. It's also kind of young for a president, like, to start reigning. Usually in the United States, the presidents are more towards their... Oh, you know what? I actually don't really know. I'll just shut up now about that. I don't know. Anyway, I, usually the presidents of the Amer United States of America aren't usually, like, very young. So, I don't really remember all their ages, but we haven't really had a 20-year-old president or anything like that. So, um, so he rejected the advice, the good advice. Um, and asked his friends, basically, and the young men who he had grown up with, 
And he said to them, What advice do you give? How should we answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Lighten the yoke which your fathers put on us? Then the young man who had grown up with him spoke to him, saying, Thus you should speak to the people who have spoken to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, I will chastise you with scourges. Um, so he told them all of that, and the people rebelled against him because that's terrible. That's a terrible way to treat your like people, right? It's a terrible way to answer their request of, please, like, give us a break, you know, maybe lighten our load a bit so we can just hang out for, you know, we all need a break at one point after working hard. That's just how we are as humans. We need a break. We need to rest. Otherwise, it's just not healthy to uh, go, 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 you know. We need a break. We need to sleep a good amount of time in the night. It's just how we're built. And I'm not really sure how the entire situation was back then because the Bible, as far as I've studied it, hasn't told me a whole lot about it. So I don't know the entire situation. But basically he said, no, I'll make it. He did the opposite of what they requested. And it was not with a good, pure heart because he knew that that was not what was best for them. But I think he was just trying to exercise power over the people there, so... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's why he did that, and thus they rebelled against him, and I believe he was stoned to death because they were like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, let me look really quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. Yep. Hold on just a second. Oh, they don't say how he's died. Uh, how he died, I don't think. Well, anyway. So, yeah. Um, and then I have Job. Let me flip over there. And I got a new Bible, and it's the New King James Version, so I can read straight from my Bible now instead of having to use my Bible app. And I'm just, like, so excited about that. And it's a Bible journaling Bible. And I don't know, some people think it's disrespectful to, like, draw in your Bible or highlight your Bible or make notes. And that's fine, I'll respect that. Like, I don't encourage you to do that if that's your conviction. But for me, I think it's totally fine to um, do that. I prayed about it, and yeah. I just think it's a way to make the Word of God your own and more personal. So, Job 12, verse 12 verses 12 and 13 says... Wisdom is with aged men, and with the length of days, understanding. With him are wisdom and strength. He has counsel and understanding. So basically, the other version says that wisdom is with the ancient. <laughs> and I know that a lot of us young people often see people, like older people, as ancient. Like, they don't even know how to use TikTok. Actually, I don't know how to use TikTok, so that's not even... Uh, a good example but anyway like 
the Bible says so that wisdom comes with age and we should really ask for counsel it says that in a lot of counsel there's safety because well as long as it's safe counsel if you're getting a lot of counsel like King Rehoboam was getting then you'll probably be rebelled against and your life will end in a not an exciting way <laughs> or maybe it'll be too exciting I don't know just saying that like life goes better when you have wise people leading you and helping you in all your big decisions like maybe you're deciding whether to go to college maybe you're just deciding which high school you should go to or whether you should stay homeschooled maybe you're deciding whether you should get a job or maybe you should break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend because they're not really impacting you in a in the, a way that is right in the Lord's eyes like you know maybe you're just trying to make a decision that is hard for you in any way or maybe you're just trying to make a decision that's not that important but you're really having a hard time you can always go to someone and if you feel like you do not have someone just ask the Lord to send you someone he wants you to have counsel he wants you to have um, you know he wants you to have wisdom in what to do in your life and if you are seeking to please him with your life then I believe with my whole heart that he will help you in that like I asked the Lord to help me like especially at work just to be wise and do what's right in the midst of those who are not trying to do what's right in his eyes and I just tell him I'm like I know I don't have the strength for this like the only way that I will be able to keep your like commandments and to hold strong to the things that are right is if him if you give me the strength so he's provided for me everything I need and day by day he provides more and more that I need and that's just because he loves me and I know that he loves you too and I I know it takes time to know that and it takes time to love him back and that's okay we have time God will give us time if we need it and he will give us what he knows we need so if you think you need counsel which I think everyone does and if you think that you don't have anybody that you can trust or that you um, can ask good counsel from then ask the Lord and he will provide I believe that um, and if you really want to you can always ask me you have my email it's on uh, my website on the contact me page go ahead and go there you can send it right to me and I'll find the time and see if I can answer you so just yeah Proverbs 15 5 Proverbs is like one of the best books in the Bible I'm gonna read it soon I'm trying to not hurry through all the other books I'm reading so I can start it but <laughs> Um, Proverbs 15.5 says, A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. So it literally says that if you reject basically your father's instruction, or really the Bible says that we should obey our parents' instruction and their knowledge and their direction, basically if you don't do that, God literally says that that's a fool. And... He only says that 
people are fools sometimes. He doesn't just go around calling everyone fools all the time. He's not like 13-year-old teenage guys today. <laughs> no offense if you're a 13-year-old and you don't do that. I, I don't know. I know not everybody does that. But I'm just saying, like, God actually sees somebody who rejects their parents' instruction as somebody who's kind of dumb. Or maybe completely dumb. I'm not sure. Um, because God provides us our parents to provide for us and to teach us things and to give us counsel. So if your parents are good Christians and care about you and love you and you know that, then you shouldn't be afraid to ask them counsel. And if you are, just pray about it. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. He knows what's going on and he knows what you need. So that's all I have for today. I think my time is up. I was going to talk about answered prayers. Okay, I think I have five more minutes. Let me hurry up. Well, basically, I've been I've been working a couple days now. I'm still new <clears throat> at my job. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and right, like I was saying, I'm a people pleaser. And I really just want people to like me. And I know that there will be people who don't. And who will yell at me because I'm not perfect. So, I was just thinking about that last night while I was sleeping. And it's so interesting how God speaks to me when I'm like half delusional. It's really nice. <laughs> but I was just thinking about it and suddenly this song came into my head. Like just this line. And I knew it was from God because like it just was a coincidence and my pastor says <clears throat> he doesn't believe in coincidences because that's God working usually. And a coincidence like, I don't know, you seeing your friend at the store, I guess. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. I'm sure like it was God knew what was going to happen, but was it really part of his plan? I don't know. But basically the line to the song, because I was worrying about like people like not liking me or being mad because I messed something up. Like then suddenly it just came into my head the song goes no matter what the world may say or what they do i am bulletproof so i was like okay i haven't listened to that song for like a, maybe two weeks i don't even know and before that i didn't listen to it for like years i haven't heard that song in a long time and then God just pops it right into my head and be like, no matter what the world says about you, no matter what they do to you, because, like, he's like, you are bulletproof. And that's just like, if someone shot me, I don't know, I wouldn't, like, reject the bullet out of my body. But basically, it's just like a, a, like a saying that just says that, like, no one can hurt me. But it says, because of you. So, like, because of God... I am bulletproof. Without him, I, I, I'm not. But he is my protection. He's my shield. He's my armor. He'll be my strength in those moments that I need to love someone even though they're screaming in my face. Um, and thankfully, I haven't had that happen to me yet. Although I was there a couple days ago when a lady got pretty mad. And she was kind of screaming things at my supervisor who was right next to me. And we were doing the transaction together. So technically, she was kind of mad at me too but she didn't scream at me yet so uh anyway so god was just like you know what no matter what they say no matter what they do like you are bulletproof 
And so basically, like, just don't worry about it. And I was like, wow, God, that's crazy. And when I, when I, when that happens to me, like, it's been happening more and more where the Lord just started to answer my prayers and I feel him closer and I feel him near. And I didn't used to feel that way. I didn't used to feel like he was near, near at all. I felt like I was talking to a wall when I was praying, but now I just know that he is listening and he will answer because I actually asked him directly. I was like, can you please answer me so I know it's you and not just like my own thoughts or like I just asked him to answer me. And then this morning I was like, Lord, just will you please talk to me through my Bible study this morning so I know, like, just encourage me basically. And these are the verses that I read. And he answered my prayer and he said, and Job, in Job 16, 19 and 20, it says, Surely even now my witness is in heaven and my evidence is on high. My friends scorn me and my eyes pour out tears to God. So basically, Job was, like, saying how he was innocent, but his friends didn't think that he was because of everything that happened to him. And so he's saying that, like, surely his witness is in heaven and his evidence is in heaven. Like, no one can touch that evidence that he's innocent. And I'm like, you know what? Even if I do make a mistake maybe on the register and have to fix it, like that's not a sin everyone makes mistakes like I have not sinned before God I am innocent in every way so it's not even something to worry about it and usually mistakes that you make are fixable especially when you're just checking someone's groceries out so like just not to stress out about it and then lastly I'm just going to read you this psalm that I read this morning and it was literally so nice because a lot of times in psalms it was like it's like david saying about himself that like you know he is safe because of god but this one he was directly speaking and saying that you the lord is your keeper so let me read this to you and it's not direct word for word but because i was writing it down and actually made some mistakes but anyway it says the same thing i will lift up my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth he will not allow your foot to be moved he who keeps you will not slumber behold he who keeps israel shall neither sleep nor slumber the lord is your keeper the lord is your shade at your right hand the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night the lord shall preserve preserve you from all evil he shall preserve your soul the lord shall preserve your going out and coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And I was like, there you go. The Lord answered my prayer. The Lord is real, you guys. He is real and he's working in everyone's lives. And if you want to see it closer and if you want to know him more, just ask him and seek him every day and he will he will answer you. And it says that whoever seeks will find. So, And I've seen that promise come to life in my own life. So you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And as I keep saying to everybody, stay cool out there if you're in the midst of the heat wave as well. Uh, it should be gone by tomorrow as far as I know. Um, yeah, so you guys stay cool out there. Um, and yeah, just seek the Lord. He will answer you. And so you guys live differently. And peace out. I'll see you guys next week.